Let us pray. Lord, at this moment we ask that you open our hearts, that you focus our attention on you, that whatever distractions may compete for our attention, that you will clear them away, that you will shine a light on us so that we can see what you have to say to us. We ask that you bless the reading of your word, that it will penetrate our hearts deeply, that it will reveal your truth to us in some way this morning. Please bless this time that we have together and the time that we have here in the presence of your Holy Spirit. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Please stand if you are able for the reading of the word. Our scripture today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 8, verses 16 through 21. No one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar or puts it under a bed, but puts it on a stand so that those who enter may see the light. For nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest, nor is anything secret that will not be known and come to light. Take care, then, how you hear. For to the one who has, more will be given. And from the one who has not, even what he thinks that he has will be taken away. Then his mother and his brothers came to him, but they could not reach him because of the crowd. And he was told, Your mother and your brothers are standing outside desiring to see you. But he answered them, My mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of God and do it. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. This passage that we just read from the, uh, the eighth chapter of Luke, um, really the whole eighth chapter is, is very interesting. I wish I had time to, to go through the whole chapter this morning, but basically the chapter starts off, if you're familiar with the, uh, the parable of the sower and the seeds, and, and Jesus is telling this story about uh, the farmer who's sowing seeds, and some of them fall on the rocks, some of them fall in the weeds, and some of them fall on fertile soil where they are, um, where they, it's healthy and, and it flourishes and, and it brings forth good fruit. Uh, and the disciples ask him at the end of that parable, um, you know, what does this mean? And Jesus concludes that parable by saying, uh, he who has ears, let him hear. And, and so imagine that you're here, and, and this is all the way it's told in Luke, it, it seems as if it's all continuous. So imagine that you're here, and you've heard Jesus tell this parable, and he concludes it with this story, he who has ears, let him hear. Well, then the disciples tell, uh, ask him, uh, what is the meaning of all this? Why are you speaking in parables? And, and, and this was his answer. When the disciples say, why are you speaking in, in, in parables? He tells them, no one, after lighting a lamp, covers it with a jar. They put it on a lampstand for everyone to see. Nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest. And, 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 and again, if you're there and you're hearing all this, you've got to wonder, what is Jesus talking about? Because it seems like he's, he's talking about three or four different things all at once. And, and, and I'm sure that the disciples and the other people that were there had to be really confused 
by what, what he was saying. But let's just take it one piece at a time. When, when he says uh, that everything will be revealed, everything will be made known, it will be made manifest, everything will eventually be exposed to the light, nothing is hidden that will not be made manifest. How does that make us feel when we hear that, when we hear Jesus say something like that? That phrase, those words could either give us uh, comfort or they could, uh, they could probably induce a lot of anxiety in us. They could probably make us really nervous because I think we all have inner thoughts and inner feelings that we don't want people to know about. And to be told that everything that's hidden is going to be brought to the light, that can be a little nerve-wracking. But Jesus says that. And then he says, so be careful how you hear. So I guess what, what we could say is, if, if those words bring comfort to you, or if they bring fear to you, it depends on how you hear them. It depends on how you perceive that message. Because how a person regards the content of that message will affect how they live their lives afterwards. Are they threatened by the words of Jesus or are they given hope? Are they given wisdom and instruction? The way they hear it, the way they receive it, will determine the way they live their lives afterwards. Uh, I want to mention another parable. Since we're talking about Jesus and the parables, uh, he tells a few chapters over in Luke, he talks about uh, the rich man and Lazarus. The rich man who sat at his table every night and had these lavish meals. And Lazarus was a poor beggar who stood out at the gates of the the man's house and and begged for crumbs. And the rich man would not have pity on him, would not have mercy on him. And the dogs would come to lick Lazarus' sores. And and his cries were just, they would just echo off the wall and back to him. The rich man did not care. And then one day Jesus says they, they, they die and and one goes to the good place and one goes to the bad place. And, and uh, Lazarus is, is up there in heaven with Abraham and the rich man is being tormented in hell. And he screams out, Lazarus, please has, have mercy on me. And Abraham speaks up on, on Lazarus's behalf and he says, he can't help you from, from here. And the rich man says, just have him stick his finger in, in cool water and touch my tongue. And Abraham says, no, there's a great gulf between us. He can't help you. And then the rich man says, well, have him go back and tell my brothers so that they don't end up here like me. And what does Abraham say? He says, they have the law and the prophets. If they will not listen to them, what makes you think they're going to listen to Lazarus come back from the dead? So when we look at this and we consider the rich man, we see what was his greatest sin. Well, obviously the way he treated Lazarus was terrible, but that's not the root of it. The root of it was that in his life here on earth, he failed to listen to the law, to the prophets, to the word of God. He failed to listen to what God was trying to say to him here while he lived on this earth. And because he failed to listen, because he wouldn't hear then he could not hear the cries of the needy. He could not hear Lazarus and his pain. The way we hear things determines the way we live our lives. The way we hear God speaking to us, if we hear God speaking to us, determines how we live our lives. Jesus said, 
the one who doesn't hear, the one, the one who is in the darkness, even what he thinks he has will be taken away. What better example of this than the parable of the rich man and Lazarus? He had the prophets. He had the scriptures. He even had a beggar crying outside his home for mercy. But he couldn't hear. He missed the obvious. And I think so often we are guilty of missing the obvious too. Not seeing the way that God is speaking around us. The way he is trying to speak to us. The way he speaks through other people to us. The way he speaks through his word to us. We miss the obvious. I heard about a teacher who walked into his classroom one day and he told the students, I, I'm, I've got a riddle for you. And, uh, and, and so he, he proposed the riddle. The riddle. He said, um, you're an engineer of a train and there are 36, on, 36 people on board and at the first stop, 10 people get off and two get on. And then at the next stop, no one gets off, but five more get on. And at the third stop, four get off and two get on. Now for the question, what is the engineer's name? (laughs) And the students looked at each other, some of them in just complete disbelief. And some of them were trying to to do the math and, and figure out as if there might be a clue somewhere in the number. And then finally, one girl just spoke up and said, how are we supposed to know the engineer's name? And the teacher said, it was obvious. The very first thing I said is, you're the engineer of a train. So it would be your name. But they missed the obvious because they were caught up in all of these other things, all these other details that were just distractions. And we do that too. We get distracted by things that aren't important. We get distracted by stuff in life that keeps us from seeing the obvious that keeps us from hearing the cries of other people. And, and, and it can be people like Lazarus. It can be homeless people crying for food or crying for shelter. But it can be anything else. It can be people in your own circle. It can be people in your own family, your own friends who are going through something. And maybe they don't have uh, the, um, the, the humility or, or, the, or maybe they have too much pride to say that they're hurting or that they need help. But if we are attentive, if we are listening the way that we should, if we are listening in the Spirit, we should be able to hear, right? We should be able to hear what God is saying to us through other people. We should be able to meet the needs of others by having that compassion. But sometimes we miss the obvious because we're so caught up in other things. You see, God has given us hearing aids. He has given us the ability to hear his voice, hear his instruction, to understand his wisdom. And, and he's, he's set these hearing aids up all over the place. First of all, in the scriptures, as Abraham told the rich man, your brothers have Moses and the prophets just like you did. If they won't listen to them, what are they going to listen to? We have the word of God written here. Moses, the prophets, the law. But we also, we have more than that. We have the words of Christ. And we have the words of Paul and the apostles written for us. We also have uh, the the wisdom of Jesus. Once we come into a, a relationship with him through faith, he can guide us in wisdom. The Holy Spirit guides us in our understanding. That's a hearing aid. That's something that helps us discern what God is saying to us. And we also have the voices of people all around us. People who are hurt, people who are crying out, 
people who need to know the love of God, and maybe we can't hear them. But we have these hearing aids all around us. God has placed them all around us so that we can see him and we can hear him in the world. And yet so often we fail to hear. What is the point of having a hearing aid if you don't use it? It's like the man who his wife nagged him and nagged him for years to get a hearing aid. She said, I just... I'm tired of you not being able to hear anything. Please go get a hearing aid. And finally, after years of this, he broke down. He said, I can't take her nagging me about this anymore. I'm going to get a hearing aid, but I'm not ever going to turn it on. And so he gets the hearing aid, and he turns it on, and she leans over, and she says, Honey, I'm proud of you. And he turns, and he says, Well, I'm about tired of you, too. (laughs) What's the point of having a hearing aid if you're not going to use it? What's the point of having a relationship with with God if we are not tapping into that wisdom, if we are not asking the Holy Spirit to, to speak to us, to guide us, if we are not opening our hearts and our attention up to Him, then it's just like having hearing aids that we don't even use. Now let's get back to this this. Uh, you know, Jesus, and he's telling these parables, and, and the disciples are asking him, you know, what about this? What's with all these parables? What are you trying to do? Are you being cryptic? Are you being mysterious? What's going on? And, and the answer he gives them seems cryptic. He, he says, well, you know, if you have a light, you don't put it under a basket. You put it on a lampstand. Now, a lot of people take this and they say, uh, well, he's talking about evangelism. If we have the love of God in us, we should shine it. And I think that other places in Scripture, Jesus absolutely says that. But I don't think that's what he's saying here. What he's saying right here is that he is the light. And that by speaking, by teaching, by speaking in parables, what he's doing is he is shining a light back on the listeners. Light has two functions. It can light a path for us so that we can see where we're going. But light also exposes what is in the darkness. It all depends on how we hear it. Are we going to hear the words of Christ? Are we going to hear the parable and say, truth has been revealed to me. This is, this is what I need to do with my life. This is how I need to live my life. Or do we hear it and recognize our own darkness, our own depravity? Because at that moment, we stand in judgment. And that's what Jesus was saying. He was saying that the purpose of the parables was both to reveal truth to the spiritually responsive, but also to reveal the darkness in those that are not spiritually responsive. Now, at this time, Jesus' mother and his brothers come in, and the people say, well, your family's here. And what does Jesus say? My family are the ones who hear the word of God, and they do it. Now, I can imagine his mother and his brothers getting upset. Who does he think he is? He's got a crowd following him around, and now he's disowning us. He thinks these people are his family and not us. But all Jesus was saying is the same thing that he's been saying over and over again. Take care how you listen. Be careful how you listen. God is speaking to you. He is speaking to you through Christ, through the scriptures, through circumstances. How are you listening? Because if you're listening... You're taking heed. You're letting that light shine a path before you. You're walking in that light. You're walking in obedience. Then you are my family. And that was what he was saying. So light has two functions. It illuminates and it exposes what's in the darkness. 
So to get back to the rich man and Lazarus, we understand that his greatest failure was his failure to listen. And in the end, that was, that was exposed. His heart was exposed, and as Jesus said, what he had, or what he thought he had, was taken away. We live in a world where it's very easy to become distracted and sidetracked by things that just aren't really that important. It's easy to not hear or to not recognize the cries of the needy. But still, we have hearing aids everywhere we turn. And the scriptures, the law, the prophets, the gospels, the parables, even the moving and the uttering of the Holy Spirit, even the words that come from friends and loved ones around us. We can hear God speak when we go to him in prayer. Do we use our hearing aids? How well are we listening? All that we have heard and the way we have heard it will be revealed one day. Now, does that sound like a promise of hope to you or does that sound like a promise of judgment? That really comes down to how we hear it and what we do with it. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you that you are not a silent God. You are not someone who just has dropped us here off on earth and, uh, and have just left us on our own. You speak to us constantly. You speak to us through your word. You speak to us through, uh, through our relationships with each other. You speak to us through your, your spirit. We ask that you help us turn our attentions to you. Because the more we hear you, the better we can understand you. The more we can hear each other, and the better we can understand each other. Give us wisdom. Give us the ability to hear. Give us the ability to clear away all our distractions for the sake of doing your will in our lives here on earth. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.